Francisco! Town Sports. The only station in Sacramento giving you local sports coverage from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. Drive guys coming to you from the Golden One Center. So Kyle Draper, last Saturday I went to the Auburn card show in Loomis, and I get there and I just, you know, packed, packed. I'm not there. Five minutes, I turn around, and who do I bump into, of course, with his backpack? Our next guest, Ah. uh, he's brought to you by Timber Creek Golf Course and the Timber Creek Ballroom Country Club atmosphere without the Country Club price. Our 49er insider from Sackdown Sports, Emil Fragoso. Did you end up spending a lot of money that day, Emil? No, no, I did not, actually. I was a little under budget for myself, and I was really proud of myself because of that, and that's the last time anyone has seen me because I have been under the weather since then. So this is the first of anyone oh, to see me in like five days. So good to see you all. Sorry to hear that. Ooh. Thanks for your time. You feeling better? You good? You, you, yeah, okay? I got, caught the flu, caught the flu. And thankfully, we are uh, finally on the mend and finally back. So uh, if I sound a little nasally, a little good. off, it's because I was not a person on Monday. <laughs> I was messed up. So no I'm, I'm good now. No, no worries. Uh, Emil, do you think there's a possibility that we will have – co-MVPs in the NFL. Could Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey end up being co-MVPs in the NFL this year? No, they, they're they not that. They're not going to do that. But that'd be cool, wouldn't it? That'd be really cool if we could have co-MVPs <laughs> like a co. Like, we can't ha- I, I mean, if there was ever going to be a year, it would be this year because there are literal two MVP candidates on one team. But even then, right. this, is, this is an individual award. The AP wants to hand it out to one person. And it typically, like Kyle Shannon has said this week, it's a quarterback award. So who is in favor of it right now? It would be Brock Purdy. But then again, if McCaffrey has a big run these last three weeks, you never know. You never mm-hmm. know. Is the MVP, is it going to be one this weekend, you think, on Monday with this matchup? I think very much it could be, but I do think the Niners have two more games that they have to take care of, and Brock Purdy especially has to have good games in. Because if Lamar Jackson... He, he is in the MVP conversation. I don't know if he's in my MVP conversation. I just don't think he's done enough personally this season compared to what he did in 2019, especially when he did win the MVP to, to, to surplant guys like Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey. But if there was going to be a game of all games to be like, this is the game you got to, you got to prove you're the MVP. It is this week against the Ravens and Niners. As far as this game goes, I mean, we talked to Dante Widner earlier and he said, this is the, biggest concern for the 49er defense is stopping the Ravens running attack so if Arizona as we know they ran for more than 200 yards Arizona did so if Arizona did that how in the world can the 49ers stop the Baltimore Ravens this week well they potentially will be getting one of their starting defensive tackles back Uh, Javon Hargrave was back at practice today for the first time since suffering the hamstring injury against the Seattle Seahawks in week 14 so that that's a good sign yes he is not there albeit run def- defender like Eric Armstead, he is their best one. But just having a guy like Javon Hargrave, who is quietly having a really productive season with, sit- with six sacks on the year uh, out of the 11 of the two starting defensive tackles have had so far, I, I do think that having him back is going to be a big, big deal, especially after the Niners lost Kalia Davis, and they're already kind of on, on strings as it is. But it's going to be a whole team effort. It's going to really come down to not having missed tackles. They had 16 missed tackles against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. That's just not going to cut it against the Baltimore Ravens. This was an issue during the three-game skid 
when they, they kept missing tackles against the Vikings, against the Bengals. Um, and they, they have to figure out a way of just not even overcommitting, but scoring to the football, but doing it in a way that you're not trying to go for the kill. You're just trying to make the play and end, and end the down because you can't turn fourth and nines or you can't turn third and nines into fourth and threes. That's what's going to kill you and kill your defense. Emil Fergoso joining us here. Emil, when you look at this Ravens defense and, and what they've been able to do uh, mm -hmm. so far this season, tops in the NFL in points allowed, 16.1 points per game. What is it about their defense that stands out to you? You know, they have just a lot of elite playmakers defensively, and it really all, all starts with Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen on the linebacking mm -hmm. core, obviously. I mean, it's really because Patrick Queen's been up and down in certain spots, similar to Dre Greenlaw just coming coming on uh, recently in recent years. But but Roquan Smith is an all-pro linebacker, do-it-all, silent-a-sideline guy, just like Fred Warner is. And they're similar to how the Niners play defensively with their linebacker scheme as well, too. So it's going to be a real might against might kind of test. And if, if you are able to just kind of get over the top and beat, beat those linebackers, I, I, I do think it's going to be a real win for the Niners. But then again, running the football, which is the Niners bread and butter, that's going to be a challenge against this defensive front because of just how good they are at tackling. They're just a great tackling football team. Emil, we know that the 49ers have the inside track on the number one seed. But, you know, they got the Ravens and they got the Rams um, who may be playing for something end of the year. They're playing well now, while Philly has a really easy schedule. Do you think it, it's still um, a possibility that the 49ers do not end up with the top seed? How likely is that in your view? To quote Jim Carrey, so you're saying there's a chance. I mean, there, <laughs> there of course is a chance. Look, but the Niners would have to fall apart literally. They, they would, they would have to lose two out of the last three games to lose that number one spot. I don't see it happening, especially with the Commanders on the slate in between. I mean, the Commanders. Mm -hmm, who knows mm -hmm, if Riverboat yeah. Rodney are going to be a part of that roster uh, come next week? So I, I do think that that's going to be a win for them on the road. It's still going to be a tough game, but a win on the road for the Chase Young homecoming, of course. And then you do have the Rams game at home, which is going to be a, the, the, the yeah. last game of the season. And, yes, the Rams are playing really, really well right now. But the Niners always get up for the Rams game. They understand what it takes to do that. And you can't overlook this Ravens game either. The Niners know this is a game of two perennial playoff contenders going into a potential Super Bowl preview. I mean, maybe it's too early to say yeah. that. But the Ravens are 11-3. and three. They're the best team in the AFC record-wise. And the Niners are 11-3, the best their best team in the NFC record wise. This game means so much to the Niners. And yes, they're down a couple more players than the Ravens are, but they're going to get up for it as well. So I, I don't see the Niners losing out their number one spot. And I don't even see the Eagles winning out either. And maybe the Cowboys, who knows? You, what? Did you just say you don't see the Eagles winning now? You know who they, they got the giants twice and the commanders. Are you really thinking Danny Tomlinson or whatever is Get him a meal. Come on, a meal. Be honest though. Be, be I'm being honest. Don't be the How, Niners are you, homer. Are you being don't, honest don't kiss up to Niners Nation right now, big fella. I'm, I'm not. Are you being honest with yourself? Because Tommy DeVito and the, and them boys are they're looking somewhat competitive. I'm just saying. I'm like you can't admit the Eagles have looked good recently, especially the, the rumors you're hearing out, out of Philadelphia right now with Jalen Hurts are not good. They're not good at all. Are you forecasting greatness for Tommy DeVito, Emil? Tommy, 
I'm forecasting one win for the New York Giants against Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, I am. Wow. How about that? You know what? <laughs> if it. they were playing any other team, if the Giants were playing any other team, you'd be like, nah, there's no way they win. But because it's the Eagles, <laughs> you, you want to stick it to Drake. No, 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 no. Roll that way. You forget that the, the, the Tommy DeVito just led a game-winning drive on national television against the Green Bay Packers a week a week or two ago. You forget that <laughs> that just happened. It's, it, it's possible. It's Packers, it, it's, bro. Don't, 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 don't possible. mention the Packers and Eagles in the same <laughs> sentence. Don't don't mention Jalen Hurts in the same sentence as as Love and those Packers. And come on, man. Did you guys it's hear about the level. Tommy DeVito pizza situation? There's some pizza pizzeria in New Jersey, I guess, where he oh, always what? goes and does something, and then his agent like doubled the doubled price. Doubled the price, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the guy owns the place. Is well, I guess Tommy's not coming anymore. He doubled the price. <laughs> Next thing you know, Tommy's there and says, "No, we're good. We're, we're good." good. <laughs> so he made it good. Um, let's see, Emil, what impresses you the most about the job that Kyle Shanahan has done as coach of the 49ers this year? Just finding a way to make the offense just impenetrable in terms of you want you want to try and stop us this way. Okay, we'll beat you this way. You want to try and stop us this way. You want to try and stop the run. Okay, we'll pass it over you. You want to stop the, the short pass. We'll throw over the top of you. You want to stop the, stop the short run. We'll do outside talk. Like Kyle has kind of an answer to every single problem this year. And that hasn't been a thing in the past for Kyle of like, he gets kind of stumped sometimes and overthinks it and overcoaches himself out of games. Kyle's just kind of trusted Brock Purdy and the and Christian McCaffrey and all the playmakers just do their job. And that's really what Kyle just wants. And maybe it comes down to Brock Purdy just maturing into his role as game, not even game manager, I want to say that, but just game. Oh, if I said that, it's a wrap. <laughs> If, if see Brock Purdy just growing into his role as leader of this offense, of le- of leader at quarterback of this offense. Hey Jay, can we clip that? You're gonna can we clip in- that? We we clip Dante. Of Whitner. course. Why why don't we clip uh, our you boy Emil calling him a game manager? Actually, he said not game manager. He started to say it, but he caught right, himself. Because yeah. yeah. I, I knew if I had finished himself. at tens, I was gonna get clipped and retweeted, and I'm not gonna do that right now. Um, look. Yeah, it, it Brock, should. It should. Brock Purdy has grown into this role, and there's a reason why he's an MVP candidate. I think that because of where Kyle's level of trust is in Brock Purdy, it's why he's able to operate and call the play calls he's able to do. I mean, he's calling plays now that get Debo Samuel and Ayuk so open, they would be open on Alcatraz. That's how open they are right now. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, open, yeah, on, Alcatraz. open on Alcatraz. Yeah, so yeah. maybe the MVP is the head coach. <laughs> well, no, he's not a player. You got to be a player. Uh, before we let you go, do you have a card for us? But you got to be. I know you've been under the weather, so not to put you on the spot. I don't got anything too much, but something did just come in though. Um, and I actually, oh. am a fan of, I actually am a fan of him and, and drapes. I don't know if you know his dad, but Cole Anthony, a rookie Cole Anthony card, oh, yeah. a big, oh. I'm a little bit of a magic fan actually right now. Go, go Orlando magic. They're doing really, really well right now. And Cole, Anthony, surprisingly low price. I got this like 25 bucks boys. And this is a rookie Seriously? card with player worn. Yeah. To 99. Yeah. Player worn Jersey. Player right worn from rookie That's year on card auto. There's some uh, some uh, bargains to be had, huh? Because the prices have come down on some of this stuff a lot. I'm telling, yeah. and I, and I look, just I, uh, the is, yeah, not 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 the biggest name, but again, a guy that really is helping the Magic do well right now. Yeah, yeah. I just got a uh, meal. I went to our boys uh, out there in Rockland uh, and mm-hmm. uh, got a Demontis Sabonis card uh, jersey worn. Uh, 
card as well. Um, so, to, you know, they looked out for it uh, out there, true sports cards, man. Nice. Oh, yeah, nice. I, I, I saw you on the feed out there. They made a whole big thing about it. It was great yeah. to see. I wish I wish I'd known you were going. I would have showed up, too. <laughs> Dude, I love that place, man. I love that. Yeah. That, that, that store is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, for cards? Oh, I got to get out there. Yeah. You got to get yeah. out there. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Emil, feel better. Rest up. Thanks. Appreciate we appreciate that. it. Uh, happy holidays, and we will talk to you soon. Talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. All right, yeah, we appreciate everything you do for us, Emil. Uh, we will re- be right back to the goal one center, Zion Williamson. <laughs> Kyle Draper has a Zion All Williamson question Zion. Uh, that has just set the show sideways today. <laughs> and we'll get back to that when we return here. Drive Guys on Sackdown Sports. Since we were just talking a minute ago with Emil about sports cards, can I tell you about, we'll get back, we'll get to Zion Williamson. Yeah, can, I, can I tell you about one of the greatest Christmas presents I ever got, sports related? What? what? Yeah. Uh, and it might have been my birthday, but I'm going to go with Christmas for the purposes of, uh, of this being Christmas. <laughs> All right. Have you ever heard of a baseball player uh, by the name of Lyman Bostock? No. Jay, you ever heard it? You, you know Lyman Bostock at all? He played with Rod Carew. Uh, he was on the Minnesota Twins, and he was a left-handed hitter, and he was just one of those, just a great yeah. hitter, went, hit for average when, when that mattered. So he was one of my favorite players. So Lyman Bostock ends up becoming a free agent, and he goes to uh, the Angels at a time when I was I used I was a kid. I, I rooted for the Angels. It was young. So anyway, it was a, like, oh, I love this guy. He's on my favorite team. And his first year with the Angels, uh, we were down there. My parents, we went down there on vacation. He had got off to this horrible start, just terrible. Like he was in 057 or something with yeah. all this money. And then in August, he got his average up to 300. We were down there when he did it. And on the scoreboard, it says, Lyman Bostock's hitting 300. So anyway, long story short, uh, very tragic. He ended up that year, he was in a car, the, uh, the, they were on a road trip, and somebody shot him and he died. And really? it was one of my favorite wow. players. And it was like a case of mistaken identity or something. And uh, so it was just, you know, it was one of those things I'll never forget watching TV. He's like, what? Lyman Bostock? That's one of my favorite players. Years later, for Christmas, one of my daughters got me a Lyman Bostock autographed baseball card. And I no still way. have it. DNA, you know, DNA yeah. uh, authorized and all that. This was years after we lost Lyman Bostock. But that was wow. so cool that, you know, she just knew the story and what it had meant to me. And I just, it was such That's a cool, cool. gift. And I, I still have it. Um, and still, you know, makes me sad to this day. But the fact that. My daughter, Lonnie, got me that. It's like, man, that's a really cool gift. Uh, I'm looking them up. You're right about Man, that is. And, and the fact that she was in tune. Like, I'm sure you've talked about them and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Dad loves Lima Bostock. Let me, yeah. Like, it's, that was it's, way before yeah. you know, I had any idea that yeah. I'd even have, you know, certainly yeah, way before my daughter was born. That, that's so. pretty cool, man. That was a cool that, gift. That is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you seem to think that the idea of getting Zion Williamson here would be cool. But how, how is that going to happen? <clears throat> Let, let, why are we even talking? Let, let, that's that's like, why are we talking about this? All right, let, let's frame it. It's not happening, Kings fans. It's not even on the table. Zion's not even not Zion's not even uh, available right now. Well, something's going on but with Zion, maybe something going yeah, on. But yeah. somebody in the text said, if Zion was available, uh-huh. would you want him on the Sacramento? Fair question. King? And it wasn't if you had to give up any like you had to give up Keegan. Would you want him? If you had to give up four first-round picks, would you want him? No, the question was, if he was available, would you want him on your team? And I took that to mean from a basketball standpoint. And availability, we can include that. Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. say yes, because I think Zion at age 23 still has tremendous upside. And whatever's happening in New Orleans, 
I'm of the belief that it wouldn't happen here in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. We've seen it time and time again. Players maybe need to go to a different situation to thrive. I brought it up earlier. Boris Diaw was awful in Charlotte. Didn't play, sat out games, non-factor. Goes to San Antonio, he finds the fountain of youth. Good environment there. Yes, exactly. Cam Reddish right now for the Los Angeles Lakers. Couldn't stick in New York. Couldn't stick in Atlanta. Couldn't stick in Portland. Now he's a key member of the Lakers. So I think environment plays a huge part in a player's success. And I think if Zion had a different environment, a la Sacramento, I would love to have him here. And we got a poll up, and I don't know where, where that yeah, is I right got now. You. Okay. Uh, yeah, unless I, voted. They wanna, uh, I, I would vote on no on that. As of right now, the poll's been up for about an hour, hour and a half, something like that. 58% say no. 42% say yes. So that's, I voted no myself, but that surprises me. I thought, but, I thought it would be at least closer than that. It, it, exactly. And yeah. so what that tells me, and this is the problem I'm having now with the media, the NBA, social media, the narrative for Zion is outweighing his actual production on the floor. For instance, Whitey, case in point, we had a conversation before the season. Would you want Dylan Brooks? Ah, oh, Dylan Brooks is awful. He can't, uh, you know, did you see what happened to him in Memphis? Dylan Brooks has helped change Houston. Dylan Brooks is averaging 14 points, 41% from three, and he's guarding the best perimeter player on the opposing team. Mm -hmm. And so I think the narrative of these guys doesn't fit who they really are. Case in point. Jordan Poole, what's happening to Jordan Poole right now is a shame. It is ridiculous. Jordan Poole, not a great defender. We know that, can't play defense. But let's not act like he was, wasn't a key member of the Warriors and helped them win a championship. Like now, because of the Draymond punch and everything that happened last season, now he's on the Wizards, people act like Jordan Poole is some bum. And I feel like we get this narrative among players and it's starting to happen with Zion that's just unfair. You may be right, but I don't think you're giving fans enough credit. For example, I voted no on this poll, and it has nothing to do with any uh, reports of Zion being a bad guy. or It's just, for me, not, not to reopen the can of yeah. worms, but for me, he has been hurt a lot. I know somebody came after me on the, on the chat and says, well, he's playing this year. Yeah, he's playing this year. Does that mean that his injury problems are behind him? For his sake, I hope so. But I, I don't know about what his attitude is. or uh, I just know that they have had issues there um, getting him totally on board. He has said that himself. I give him credit for saying, I'm trying to buy in. I'm trying to buy in. So I just think there's a lot of risk there, um, especially in terms of how much I can count on him if he's hurt. Um, Jordan Poole, he's, you're right, he's a terrible defender. He got I don't care that he got punched. I just think he's, he makes really erratic decisions, and he's an awful defender. And think about Jordan Poole right now, as you know, you know basketball. He's having a hard time because he used to play with, like, Clay and Draymond right. and Steph, and now it's like, well, we're guarding you. You're like, you and Kuzma are the only guys on that team. So life's a lot tougher for him. So I think there's other reasons to say, huh, I don't know if I'd assume that risk on Zion other than, boy, the things I see on social media. I'll also say this. It is 
I think, the type of deal that a team like the Kings would have to look at if it were available because it's hard for a team like the Kings to get top-line talent. We're looking at it now. Who are the best players available in trade? Okay, can the Kings afford to get those guys? Well, maybe not compared to what other teams can pay. So you go back, as I said earlier, the Kings got Chris Webber because his value was down and other teams didn't really want him. And sometimes a team like the Kings, you gotta you got to find those deals where like, all right, there's an opportunity here. I don't know if Zion is available, but that's the type of thing a team like the Kings has to really do their due diligence on. Before I deliver this next take, can I get credit? I let you talk without interrupting. I was proud of myself just now. Okay. I was sitting there, oh, Whitey's making a point. Drapes, don't chime in. Let him do his thing. Okay. You know, so I'm proud of myself. You don't want to give me the pat on the back, but I'm proud of myself. You know what? I didn't interrupt. Let me ask you this, though. When you look at Zion, remember the Phoenix Suns used to have a reputation as the best medical staff, training staff. Uh-huh. Do you believe in, in that narrative? Like that, like certain, there are some training staffs that are good, better than others. And could a better training staff, a better environment help out a guy like Zion? I don't know if the Pelicans training staff isn't good or not. I'm just throwing that out there. In terms of an injury, because that, that's your biggest concern, is availability. Maybe him not buying into the program, you know, that they want him to, to, to take an, a part in off the floor. But let's say he comes to Sacramento, and, I, you know, I think we have a great training staff. Joel Nolan, and, and they do a tremendous job. We saw it last year. Guys, you know, played through injury, you know, for the most part, very healthy. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't think the injuries we've seen him have is going to be something that turns me off the rest of his career. I don't know that, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know for a fact that if he comes here, he would be better off. I do believe in fresh starts and new opportunities. And just because it may not work out in New Orleans doesn't mean it won't work out here. And when you look at when Zion plays, he's been phenomenal. He's been amazing. And this year so far, it's still very early in the season. I know I think he's played 23 games, and he doesn't look as great as he has in the past but he's still averaging 22 points a game hey, and 16 rebounds. Yeah. Right. I would take that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. I would take I would take this year's version of Zion right now on this team. Two things you you mentioned the Suns they had the reputation as being a really great medical staff. Yeah. I won't tell you my thoughts on maybe why they did that because they're unfounded, but you're right. They definitely did. They definitely they did had a that reputation. Like, wow, yeah. look at that. Guys go to Phoenix and all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Must be something in the cactus out there. The other thing is I know there was a time, and this was a few years ago, where the Pelicans had one of the notoriously poorest medical staffs because it's like, well, just send them over to the football team because wasn't the right the yeah. ownership was the same. Yeah, the ownership and they were like, family. It was yep. like they had the yep. football trainers tra- uh, treat yep. basketball players or something like that. So there could be something to that. Maybe there, <laughs> maybe there is. But I I, hopefully I they've know. got that cleaned up by now. I don't know. I, I you know, and, and this conversation started like I said by somebody on the text line nine one six three three nine eleven forty, and it turned into something. You know. Uh-huh. With that being said, we got a game tonight. Yeah, we got a game to talk about. This is a big game tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When this we come right game. back. Yeah. All right. Um, got a little historical perspective on the Kings 16 and 10 record. Okay. A lot of angst right now, right? right? It's like, yeah. oh, what's wrong with this and that? Right. Uh, 
What was the Kings record? What's it been like on December 22nd, the last 10 years? We will look at that and get back to your calls. Zion Williamson, whatever you want to talk about, 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. It's the drive, guys, on Sackdown Sport. Kyle Draper is uh, ready for the game. Just made the switch, put his uniform yeah. on. Ready to roll tonight, huh? You're ready to don't roll. Don't have the tie on yet, though. Not yet, not yet. You know, don't want to get all choked up. Uh-huh. You know, want to be able to breathe and everything. Uh, uh, a big game tonight, and... and is that Bo Bo down there uh, warming up? Boy, I think it Remember is. him? Like he, I, yeah. so much promise, and 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 I don't know. If he, I don't know if he gets minutes for Phoenix. Actually, uh, maybe he will tonight. Maybe huh? he will. Uh, no Yusef Nurkic tonight. Uh, a little shorthanded in the front court part of Phoenix Suns. So uh, he he might get some run tonight. Yeah, we know that um, there's some angst right now because the Kings have been playing so well, and then you know they just got pushed around by the Celtics yeah. and expectations high this year after last year. So a lot of people are struggling. What should they do? Why aren't they playing better defense? But I just decided today to look up the Kings record uh, today compared to what it's been the past 10 years on this date. Just to remind myself that, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a tough loss, but wow. Uh, the Kings are sure a lot better uh, right, right now than they've been in recent years. 2013-14. All right, the Kings record on this date was 8-18. Eight and 18. Uh, The next year, they were 12-16. and 16. Uh, 2015, 16 year, the Kings had won 11 and lost 17. All right. Next year, they're 12 and 17. Okay. Next year, 11 and 20. All right. Then with Dave Yeager, 18, 19, they were 17 and 15. First time being yeah. top 500. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, span, you talked about. It was that the year that they uh, might have been the year they ended up with 39 wins. Yeah. Next year, they're back to 12 and 17. Mm. In the 2020, 2021 year, they actually, the season didn't start till later because yeah. of the. Uh, pandemic and everything, but 26 games in that year, they were 12 and 14. Next year, they were 13 and 20. And then you had last year, 17 and 13. And this year, 16 and 10. 16 and 10 looks fabulous compared to just about every other season in the last 10 years. So, what are you saying, Whitey? Are we turning into that obnoxious fan base that 16 and 10, oh, that's not good enough? What's going on with these guys? Two years ago, we would have loved. Yes. We would have been having a parade outside. We would have been, uh, you know, confetti from the roofs uh, here at Golden One Center. Why does it feel so different, man? It's like. And keep in mind, to your point, all those other years besides last year, there was no beam. Right. I even heard (laughs) what beat what that. We didn't dream of a beam. And now, Now. all all I'm saying is I understand because expectations are higher. And we want the Kings to do well. And you, they make the playoffs almost beat the team that's the defending champs. You start to imagine, wow, this team's going places. And you get a little impatient. But I'm just saying, man, compared to the past 10 years, yeah. this is still, this is great. This this is exactly. We we would have taken that ever since 06, right? 06, 07. From then on until we made the playoffs, 16 and 10, please. Yes, sir. We are A-OK. We're good to go. Uh, I, I did just look up the injury report for tonight. I, I want to bring that up real quick. Uh, JaVale McGee and Malik Monk, both available. Both will play tonight. Uh, I saw somebody ask that question mm-hmm. in the uh, YouTube chat. And so our guys are healthy. I'm okay. worried about Malik because it's a foot, right? Yeah. Basketball yeah. players, obviously, it's hard to just foot that irritation, time to get better. They call it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that, you know, just some pain in the foot. Uh, you know, even though Malik, I think he went 3 of 10 last game. Uh, against the Celtics, and I understand it was a horrible game. 
uh, his playmaking was still there. I think he had six assists. I think he's had eight straight games of five or more assists uh, so far this season. And so, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting uh, to watch him play tonight. Speaking of playmaking, as we watch uh, Phoenix warm up out here, some of the players, they still don't have a point guard. Like, Devin Booker is still their point guard. Mm-hmm. He's been phenomenal. He has been ph- phenomenal. And the problem that, that I'm worried about with Phoenix they got two guys that can single-handedly win a game. The record is what it is, 14-13. They don't have any signature wins except maybe one against Minnesota. We'll give them that. Outside of that, they've beaten bad teams all season long. But anytime you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, those guys single-handedly can beat a team, get you 50 points. And so uh, we can't, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Look at the record. Look at how bad they've been playing. No, it's still Katie and Devin Booker out here tonight. And you got two teams tonight with something to prove because we yeah. know what happened to the Kings and the Suns, to your point. They just lost a game. I think they blew a lead, too, and yep. lost to Portland, and they're struggling, and they're they're saying a lot of the same things the Kings are saying about being accountable and playing with more force. If you were Mike Brown, who does Keegan start on tonight? I think I have my answer. I've thought about it, but how – how do you guard those two guys to start the game? Um, I'm going. That's a tough call. So I would go. Give you a second to think yeah. about it. I think I would go Keegan on Booker and HB on Durant. I was thinking that also. Uh huh. I was yes. I was thinking that also. One thing I'm concerned about is Booker's ability to draw fouls. Yeah. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. But who else are we going to put on? Yeah, and it you know? takes a village. Right? Yeah, it's not yeah, just yeah. one it takes guy a village. can get it done. It, it yeah. def- Keon will get a shot yeah. at him. And- you know, yeah, it definitely takes a village. Uh, I, I may, you know, be okay with that with you. Keegan on uh, Devin Booker. But, man, that's such a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. I, I feel for the kid. As great a uh, defense as he's playing this year, it's – I don't want two quick fouls. And Booker is capable of drawing it because Booker's not just a spot-up shooter or a perimeter player. He gets downhill also. And so it's going to be a tough matchup. Um, could De'Aaron Fox play Booker? Does that add a size, though? A little bit. Yeah. yeah it's tough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Kentucky on Kevin Kentucky. Herter with some help. You know what I mean? Have Kevin check him, and then you bring – Make I mean, sure I guys guess. are helping. <laughs> don't look around like you. I don't know what to say to that. I, <laughs> That's what I, I mean, it I, could I, happen I, if there's a switch or something, I guess. Right, right. No. I, I don't know. I, well, we will look at the matchups tonight, who uh, Mike Brown decides to uh, go with. That's one of the key uh, storylines. But I do think the Harrison Barnes-Kevin Durant matchup, I, I, I think that's pretty solid. I think that's what's going to happen tonight. Yeah, if this is one of those nights where – Maybe KD goes for, and who knows what's going to happen. But if he goes for 22 and Harrison Barnes scores three, I don't want to hear, where was Harrison right, Barnes? Right, right, yeah. right. Oh, you need yeah. to score more points. Exactly. Yeah. You know what's so crazy about Harrison Barnes looking at the numbers? In his last seven against Sacramento, he's averaging 31.4. So, like, over his last seven against the Kings, a bad night for him has been 27. Mm-hmm. We can't, I mean... It's easier said than done, obviously, but he's going to come in looking to have a big game. Booker, like I said, can get you 35-40. Maybe it's one of those nights where you got to contain the others, you know? Yeah. Uh, Booker and Durant, they get their 30-35, but that's only 70, and 
you limit the others, but they're a matchup problem with those two guys. You know what I think of Durant. You know I, I think very, yes. very highly of his place in basketball history. Yes. That said, and you know I, I'm a big Durant guy. Do you see a drop-off the last couple of years at all? I just, to me, the injuries are taking a little bit of a toll. I think he's fabulous. I just don't think he's quite the guy he was, say, in Golden State. I think he's still very effective, yes. Um, but naturally, yeah, I think there's been some decline. But it's still very high, you know, right. very, I agree. like, can, can he single-handedly lead you to a championship? Maybe not, but he can. I still think he could be the best player on a championship team. I, I, I still, I think when you look at Kevin Durant, the numbers are still there. You know, he entered into the uh, top ten on the MVP ladder on NBA.com mm. this week. Like he's playing phenomenal basketball. Um, he just got to work a little harder to get it done. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, at times for KD. Yeah, but he's he's still unguardable though. Like, think about it. We had trouble, and I know Porzingis is seven three. Well, Kevin Durant's seven foot with a handle, you know? And so even if Harrison Barnes at 6'8", think about that. We're asking Harrison Barnes yeah. at 6'8", the guard seven foot, Kevin Durant. That's a tough matchup, man. Uh, when we come right back to the Golden 1 Center Wednesday night, that tough loss, that embarrassing loss, did it necessitate any adjustments, starting lineup, rotation, mm-hmm. anything? Where are you on all that? It's sneakerhead night here at the Golden yeah. One Center. We're right back with more of the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. Drive Guys coming to you from the Golden One Center. Uh, we talked to Dante Whitner today. By the way, all guests come to you via the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Well, I'm forecasting so we had an interesting conversation. Yes, he's forecasting greatness for Brock. I bring that up because I just saw something here, and Kyle, I understand you probably get weary of this. I'll tell Jay if you don't want to know another former quarterback right, singing I'll, the praises I'll of Brock my Purdy. Ears, yep. but I'll take off the headset. Go ahead. Jay, did you hear what Mike Vick said about Brock Purdy? I did not, but I'm hoping you'll tell us. Yeah, he says. Uh, I'm pumping the volume asked, up so uh, Drapes can R- hear anyway. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> what Jay say? I took my headset off. RG3's podcast. Okay. Is Brock Purdy a game manager? Mike Vick said, no. I've seen Brock Purdy maneuver the pocket and make plays on the run, pull it down on third and six and make a play. That's not managing. That's game changing, end quote. That's, uh, yeah, for what it's worth, Mike Vick on Brock Purdy. One of the greatest, man. What you mean, yeah. for what it's worth? Y'all, 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 not, y'all not getting me with that. I'm not taking the bait. I'm I done. said it. It's I, not I did it my happened. two hours of Brock Purdy talk. <laughs> I'm all brocked out. I'm trying to talk about uh, 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 my Sacramento Kings and what we need to do to get gotcha. this win. Gotcha. Brock Purdy, uh-huh. nice quarterback, having a great season. Talk to me on Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever it is when we back after Lamar Jackson, that Ravens defense as well gets a crack at him. All right. Oh, then, then don't even have a com. Listen, Whitey, don't have a conversation with him because it doesn't matter. Because remember, it's not the playoffs. Right. So even if the exactly, Niners do lose, right. we yeah, don't want to hear about it no more. He's trying to troll yeah, me with that, man. That's right. What, you know? what do you mean? He's just doing his job. He's just relaying what some, a great quarterback is saying about another great quarterback. Yeah. Whitey, find something about Jalen Hurts, man. I don't want to be the Grinch towards Drapes. He's family, man. So let's find something about the Eagles or. You know, something that's going to make him happy. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is available next year, supposedly. Maybe there's your next quarterback. What, third stringer? (laughs) No, Jalen Hurts is – come on, man. You know, how come – and I was sick. Maybe you guys did bring up the Cam Newton 
when he called Brock a game manager. Oh, we brought, Y'all brought that exactly. We brought All right, it up. you should have saved that for my day because I feel like anytime <laughs> some former player gives props to Brock Purdy, we talk about it. It could be a third string kicker. It doesn't matter who it is. Y'all like see what he this guy said. But as yeah. soon as somebody says something negative, calls him a game manager, crickets from you guys. Yeah. Crickets. RG3. I don't think Brock Purdy's a game manager. I think he's a game changer. Difference between, say, the 2019 Niners, who were doing similar things to what this Niners team is doing this year. <laughs> it is Brock Purdy because Jimmy was a game who manager. Said that? This is RG3. But if it wasn't there, like, it is what it is, plays over. You would be like, Jimmy, that's all we need you to do. Don't turn it over. Check it down. A big play here and there. And he's saying, with Brock Purdy, it's not like that. That's RG3. Hey, hey, Jay, you're you're a resident Niners expert. And you're a truther, too. You tell the truth. You're objective. I wasn't here this, so I'm not sure. Was the 2019 Niners roster as good as this one? No. No, this All roster. Right. So is, they're loaded right now. What are we talking about? You yeah. can't compare 2019 Jimmy Garoppolo to 2023 Brock Purdy. Just from a roster standpoint. I thought you didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> See, you, I, I know. I cannot. <laughs> darn it. I fell for I it. You didn't want to I talk can't, about it. I can't. It always gets me fired up, man, because. You know, you, you got Yahoo's like RG3 comparing. And Mike Vick. And what Mike do they Vick, know? And Mike Vick. It's like, uh, all right, I'm done. Got no okay. love for Vick, the what? Eagles, I the just, former Eagle? Yeah. I, I love Mike Vick as an Eagle. He, he has some great uh, games as a Philadelphia Eagle. But you know what they say about football. Sometimes, you know, those hits to the head can uh, mess you up. And, who's your uh, you, former Eagle quarterback to start? You got one game you got to win. You could pick any former Eagle. In their prime. Eagle. Yeah. Any any former Eagle quarterback whose drapes going? Well. I love Donovan McNabb. I'm a big Donovan McNabb. You're guy. gonna lose, but <laughs> you're gonna lose hey, a big game. I, I, no, I, I got gotcha. you. At least I'll get to the Super Bowl. I know. Unlike you know a lot of other quarterbacks out there. No, I Donovan know. F. McNabb. Uh huh. He made it to the Super Bowl. I know. I used to argue that he was a Hall of Famer, and I had to just stop because I was getting killed. You can't. But, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, yeah. he's uh, the Hall of Very Good. Uh huh. Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer, right? He will be, I would think. Just because of the rings. Yeah. Not but the then Jim Plunkett's season. not. How could right. Jim Plunkett not be? Jim Plunkett got well, You me, went yeah. two Super Bowls. Uh, speaking of Bay Area, we just saw this. I think Alan Styles retweeted this. What do you got? Tonight, we've got the Warriors are hosting the Wizards. So that's okay. Jordan Poole's first game back there. And, you know, we're wondering, what are they going to do for Jordan Poole? Right. They've got on all the seats yellow T-shirts that say, Welcome back, Jordan Poole. That surprises me. It, you know what? They're still trying to make up for the punch. I think fight. so. Like, they're going overboard. Like, <laughs> I understand a tribute video, a standing ovation. They don't do that for anybody. Right. Like, <laughs> Kevin Durant didn't get that when he came back, and he was a two-time finals MVP. Is that is that accurate that's out there? I need to hold on. I got to look that up. That is shocking. Yeah, that was, I think, NBA Central had it, and then Allen retweeted but it. But NBA Central is a troll account, though. It right? looked legit to me. Did it? All right. Um, Let me see if my guy Bonte Hill uh, put that out there. I would be shocked. Welcome back, Jordan Poole. To me, that's overcompensating. That's, you know, don't do it now. You should have did it when he got sucker punched by Draymond. No stupid T-shirts on the back of a seat is going to make up for what happened. Uh-huh. I hadn't considered that it might be. Uh, fake, fake. That's interesting. That's it seems, it looked legit to me. It seems kind of far-fetched. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I got to look this up. I, I got to 
No, but NBA Central is one of those uh, troll accounts sometimes too. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We got to look that, point that out. Yeah. Let me. Uh, I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll get to the bottom of this for you. Okay. How about that. Do you have any thoughts? I know we touched on this earlier, uh, with whether Mike Brown will should make any adjustments tonight to his rotation or and or starting lineup after what happened against the Celtics. We know that when they lost to the Rockets, right, the second time, next game, Keon Ellis was starting. Are we you think Mike Brown is that frustrated with what happened? Um I think he is frustrated, but I don't know if he's that frustrated because we've talked about it before. Kevin Herter, if you take him out of the lineup, Mike Brown has already gone on record as saying, I'm not putting in Malik Monk. Malik's not going to start. And we saw some of the numbers that indicated that, you know, maybe Malik shouldn't be in the starting lineup. And so if you move Kevin Herter to the bench, not only does he become your sixth man, he's like your seventh or eighth man because you still got Malik Monk. Right, right. And so if anything, if there was ever a move that would make some sort of sense, Maybe it's inserting Trey Lyles, you know, into the starting lineup for HB. But HB's been playing solid mm-hmm. as of late. 16 points per game, I think it is, over his last three. And so I don't think he'll do anything tonight. I don't think he, he'll do anything. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of temptation there, but they've played so well before that game. And with Herter, I think you probably just have to keep riding him, right? And you hope that he finds a stroke uh, like he did last year. Right. Yeah. Exactly, and remember, it, it was last year that Kevin Durant compared Kevin Herter to Stephen and Clay. The, people forget, without Kevin Herter, this team does not win 48 games. Kevin Herter was a huge part of what the Sacramento Kings do. And so, sure, he's going through a slump. He started off slow, had a good two weeks, and now back to a slump. But I don't think you uh, write the guy off or send him to the bench, especially – who would you put in? If you say Malik Monk, okay, the offense. Because what Kevin Herter is lacking is his shot right now. He's never been a lockdown defender. We've never asked him to do that. Just answering your question. Yeah. not saying they should do this, but you asked a question. Yeah. Keon Ellis would be back in the lineup if Herter was out? Uh, I, I don't think Keon is, is good enough offensively. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he, he can knock down the threes. We've seen him knock down threes. But I, I don't think Keon uh, – gives us that offensive punch uh, that we need. But maybe, like you said, you know, we know Mike Brown is a defensive-minded coach. I just could not see it happening. Right. I think he's going to stand pat. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to ride with these guys. And you look, it uh, looks like maybe you found the answer to the mystery. Or yeah, Jordan Poole, I think that was a, a fake. Uh, KNBR tweeted out Jordan Poole warming up at a Chase Center. Zero T-shirts on the back, on the uh, yeah. seat. So, that NBA Central uh, tweet that they, they were uh, that was three hours ago. I guess they tweeted it. Um, see, I mean that does look. I don't know. It don't looks know. real, but yeah. nah, it, it's there's zero. Look, oh, as a matter of fact, so Alan Styles he retweeted it, right? Yeah. And I go to Styles' page and look what comes up. Do you see that there? This post is from an account you muted. Like, their stuff is such a troll oh, okay. job, All right. I muted it because I didn't gotcha. want to get okay. you know, faked by it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So. Well, at the very least, I'll have a video for him, right, for Jordan Poole? They should. They should, yeah. Like, like I said, 
they, they don't win the championship against the Celtics without Jordan Poole in that run he was on. And let's not forget, he averaged better than 20 points per game last season for Golden State. As bad as he was towards the end of the season and defensively, he still averaged better than 20 a game last year. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Poole the player, but that said, I mean, he put on a show out here Yeah, uh, this week. And, and yeah. he's not going to be your best player. He's not going to be your second. But he could be a third or fourth. Like, that's what's so upsetting. Like, you know, I like Jordan Poole as a player. I thought the fit with Golden State was perfect for him. But then the whole Draymond situation just really derailed that and blew it up. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up here, the Kings, you know what? They're facing a Suns team that is having similar issues. Uh, and we'll break those down for you when we come right back to the Golden One Center on Sneakerhead Night. A couple days before Christmas, it's the Drive Guys on Sackdown Sports.